When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, that was quick. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 36 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? You're doing good. <laughs> I, I'm doing pretty pretty good as well. It is February 9th, a Wednesday at 4 p.m. And you know what that means, Chase? We actually caught some breaking news for the first time in, uh, I don't know, three seasons and 36 episodes? Yeah. It seems like any time big breaking news comes out in the NHL, it's always about three minutes after we stop recording. So we figured that this is a time to celebrate. We finally caught a piece of news. We also have Super Bowl weekend coming up. We've got the Olympics kicking off, and it's just a good time to be alive, good time to be a sports fan. So let's start with that breaking news, and it comes out of Montreal. Dominic Ducharme, officially out. As the Montreal Canadiens head coach, Ducharme was promoted to interim head coach in February of 2021. I believe the date was February 24th. Uh, he was named the, like the uh, full-time f- official head coach July 13th. And, you know, not even a full year after the interim tag. And obviously, you know, like six months after, four, or six months, whatever it was, after the um, promotion, he is now fired. He finishes uh, this season with an 830 and seven record that is yikes not great no i'll be honest no. um it is worse than the league yeah uh, worse than the league very very deserving firing this team shouldn't this team was should have been expected to be bad they should not have been expected to be this bad they they are an absolute train wreck on the ice they're worse than the arizona coyotes they're worse than the new jersey devils right now it's 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 not good so i'm really not too surprised by this firing like in terms of the success, but it is crazy that, you know, not even 11 months on the job and you're out. Yeah, Arizona, they've got one more game played than Montreal, yet Montreal has still given up five more goals, um, or not goals against, excuse me, but, like, they're a negative 79 in the goal differential category. Arizona, only a negative 74. So, uh, and that's with more games played for Arizona. They have just been an absolute train wreck. Uh, obviously, it hurts. With Carey Price, you know, being out for, uh, you know, the whole time, but just been really bad over there. Oh yeah, and the reason we said it was quick was, or the 
start of the episode was quick was because, of course, Ducharme, he's out, but we got some talk after the commercial break as well about another player that came back super early on. Uh, he's looking like he, that might be it for him. He might be done. So we'll talk about that after the commercial break, but we want to talk about some Tampa stuff first. Let's talk first about Patrick Maroon, the big rig. He gets an extension. He's staying at home. Yeah, so two years, $2 million, uh, you know, a, a solid deal. He really is nothing more than a fourth liner at this point. His career talked about it, you know, last couple seasons. He's just a really great guy to have around the team. So, you know, I don't have an issue with it. Sure, maybe just a one year would have been better, single year by year, but two years offers the guy a little more stability, a little more comfortability. So you can't really hate on it or anything. Yeah, I'm totally cool with it, you know, being so cheap. I'm totally down. Got to keep these uh, young studs protected like the Braden Points and, um, you know, Anthony Sorelli's and stuff. So when you got a big guy like Patrick Maroon, that can definitely help. But Chase, it being February 9th, that means we are here at the end of our drought for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know about you, but it seemed like it actually went by pretty quick. It didn't drag too long. Maybe it's different for some of our listeners, but I've been very busy. I know you and I both had a wedding that we had to uh, be at on Sunday and we had some stuff leading up to the wedding as well. I've been working quite a bit this week, so it's really been quick. It didn't seem like that nine day stretch of no Tampa hockey lasted long at all. No, I, I, same for me. I've been horribly busy, uh, nonstop doing things still nonstop. And you know, we're, we're only a week away before another about week long break too. So, you know, we're going to have back to back breaks and you know, maybe I'll be a little less busy that time and it'll feel longer, but Really, I I feel like it's going to be the same thing. It definitely went by quick. Yeah, and it's going to be nice because we're coming back Thursday, February 10th against the Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche been one of the hottest teams in the past couple of months. They've been really good after having a bit of a slow start. Uh, This is a 9 o'clock game being over in Colorado. Uh, Maybe if my sister decided to fly me out, then I could have seen the game. But uh, bit bit rude of her. Yeah bit rude you know not inviting me but you know it's whatever uh last 10 games colorado's 9-0-1 our last 10 games 7-2-1 but it doesn't really matter as much because we haven't played in nine days so yeah. uh this colorado team definitely streaking what do we expect out of this one yeah i'm gonna say that you know i would um be surprised if tampa safely wins this one i think they can win but i think it's gonna be a tough go i'm gonna lean with the colorado avalanche in this win though uh, I don't know why. It just, just feels like it's going to be the way I pick Tampa pretty much every week. I got to choose the opponent at some point in the year. This is one of the games where I'm going to choose the opponent. Yeah, Avalanche, uh, our last matchup against them, October 23rd, they took it 4-3. to So I wouldn't be shocked if it's a similar outcome. And, hey, that's how you know this show is realistic. You know? Yes. We're not, we're not super like, uh, oh, Tampa's going to win everything. You know, they're going to win most things, but... Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, you know, we're realistic over here on the Bolts broadcast. We think the Colorado Avalanche likely to take this one. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be like a another 4-3 to three type game. I think that's something that makes a lot of sense. It'll be a close game with some solid offense involved, that's for sure. Also, I read a article predicting the breakout players for the remainder of the season. And can you guess Tampa's breakout player? I can tell you right now you can't. Is it Ross Colton? It's Nikita Kucherov. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, he he definitely needs to. <laughs> you know, he, he. I really think he's got a good chance of becoming a decent player this year, Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like when I read it, I was thinking the same exact thing, and um, 
I don't I don't remember who wrote it. I'm sorry, but they continued to elaborate that Nikita Kucherov hasn't played much hockey this year, so he's going to kind of break out when it comes to season standards because he's not really been a full-time contributor. So now he will finally be one. And I'm like, okay, I guess, but that's kind of just a why name it breakout candidates. Like that's just kind of weak. That's a comeback candidate, not a breakout candidate. Dude, I, I, so I just thought it was interesting. I thought I'd bring it up. So it's dumb. Uh, our next game is Friday, February 11th. We got a little back-to-back action. This is in Arizona. However, I do have to say this is in the stadium that, or the rink they've been playing in for a while. This isn't going to be the Arizona State rink. Nope, not yet. Which, you know, yeah, kind, no, of, no. kind of embarrassing, not going to lie. Yeah, it's very, very embarrassing. Not quite yet, but it doesn't really matter. We could play them in a parking lot in Rollerblades, and we're still going to win. Yeah, second worst team in the league, only behind Montreal, who we mentioned earlier on. Fully expect this to be a slaughter. Like, yep. usually I don't like to predict six to one games, but I'm going to predict a seven to nothing game. Oh, six one was a number in my brain, so oh. that works. <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, so that should be fun. And then we've got a game on the fifteenth. We're not going to preview that one yet. We're going to do that on the next episode. But then we have another eight day break of no games. So that'll be interesting, and uh, we'll just see how it all goes. Hoping that the Tampa Bay Lightning can, you know get real healthy and conditioned well so that we can make a long stretch and not have to worry about injuries as we get closer to the playoffs. But uh, that's going to do it for a little preview. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll talk about that player who just recently came back into the NHL. Uh, They could be gone here in the next coming days. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. The DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text hope ny. Four six seven three six nine. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you do have some bets to make here on the Super Bowl, make sure to do it with the DraftKings Sportsbook. And Chase, you and I just finished our other show in which we talked about the Super Bowl. We got a couple ones we're keeping an eye on, including possibly Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. Winning the MVP, that'd be something crazy. Absolutely, that'd be awesome. And they're great odds. Go put a couple bucks on it. Heck yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about some more breaking news. 
because we're just on fire today. Yes, we are. We've um, got a little. Uh, what is it? Halftime? Not halftime, but uh, yeah, like uh, the, the intermission, like show, I guess, for lack of a better term, for the Stadium Series, February twenty sixth against Natural Predators. Don't forget about it. It will be Miranda Lambert and Derek Bentley performing a little show. I don't know if it's ha- intermission, uh, pregame, or whatever it's going to be, but whatever they're going to be performing at some point. Uh, maybe one has each intermission. Maybe you know Miranda Lambert goes first and second. Deer Bentley goes second and third. I don't know, but yeah, I'd be ready for that. It should be an exciting. I'm a fan. Yeah, it should be an exciting. I just that's all I said. It should be an exciting. Oh, you know, nice. It should be an exciting. It's an exciting show. An exciting event. Yes. Uh, I'm a big Dirk Bentley fan. Um, I don't really know much Miranda Lambert. I know she and good. Carrie Underwood teamed up for a song. I think. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. But. But yeah, Mar- I mean, Mar- some good music. So it's gonna it's gonna be a good time if you're into country music. You know, this one's gonna f- be for you. And I I feel like hockey fans, a lot of them are into country music. They are. It's which is cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it might seem weird, but it, it definitely is a reality. It's something that you see a lot. Really, um, like like coming from Canada now, there's not a lot of country music. There still is some. It's growing, but you know, for a while there wasn't. And you see Canadians come down playing these um, American teams, play with their American teammates, and they play country music, and all of a sudden, you know, they become fans. Like Hal Gill, I knew, became a big country fan out of nowhere like like four years ago. Just hadn't like, never listened to it before, and was like, don't know who this Jason Aldean is, and I'm a big fan. Would you say that out for rips, country? Uh, n- <laughs> no, that, that, that's just Canadian. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, the genre's just Canadian there, so... Country's grown up there, like for sure. It's definitely more popular in the U.S., but in terms of like within the hockey community, it's actually pretty ingrained. While we were at the wedding, Hannah requested me to go up to the DJ and ask for out for a rip. Really? I'm like, I don't think that'd go over well with the current scene. Did she really ask? That? <laughs> yes, she did. That's funny as shit. Yeah, maybe no. it was Jaden. I don't know. I, to I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think that they want to hear fucking feeding the right left like fucking boom, boom, boom. Had enough yet? <laughs> Oh, boy. All right, well, let's talk about Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask recently came out of retirement and got signed by the Bruins, and it looks like that stint could be done here very soon. Yep, that was quick part two. Tuka Tuka Rask Rask is retired, retired. The reason I said that all twice is because it's for the second time. It's not actually officially retired, but like it sounds like it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up his numbers right now because I know he was kind of like off and on. He would have a decent game and then be terrible. Uh, okay, so January 13th, he won, had a 9-2-6, solid. January 18th, he lost. Had a five eight three. Oh, got pulled after the first uh, period. Ooh. Then your second game, January twenty second, had a win um, with a nine one seven, not terrible. And then January twenty fourth against Anaheim, a loss with an eight one five save percentage. So he's been struggling. He's given up fourteen goals in those four games. I I think that uh, this is just a situation where Tuca maybe should have just. Stayed retired the whole time because even at the end of his first stint, he was starting to slow down a little bit. Yeah, and like he probably didn't keep himself in that like unreal shape when he was not playing. He probably you know took some downtime off that he normally wouldn't. So trying to bounce back is not easy. So those two factors combining for this result is not that surprising. All right, well let's go over to the All Star Weekend. Uh, I didn't watch the All Star game. I don't think you did either because no, you we, were busy we, yeah, with the game. We, yeah, we couldn't. I I, I um. Yeah, we, we had our own game I had to worry about. Unfortunately, I wanted to both Friday and Saturday night. Couldn't watch Kills Comp or the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I just saw some highlights. I didn't watch the All-Star game because 
I didn't want to. Yeah, I'm not I'm a big fan of the, of the NHL All Star Game, like really at all. It, it's it's an underwhelming product. There, it could be more competitive. I, I was I was a fan of you know the draft system that they did for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I wish they would just bring that back. And if they still want to be three on three or whatever, I don't care. Do a draft system anyway. It'd be fun. Yeah, the games themselves, the All Star Game, the Pro Bowl for the NFL, like they just don't interest me. But the skills competitions do. I was able to. Uh, watch a bit of the skills comp before I was like, okay, I'm turning this off. Um, and at that point, it was after the shootout challenge where Trevor Zegras lost. So I was a little bit annoyed about yeah. that. Um, and so I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just had a random idea for the All Star game. Oh boy, let's make it so there's three teams, and it's only two nuts. It's a three on three on three, so there's nine guys on the ice. And um, are you? you yeah, this is not going to work. Dang it! <laughs> like, what do we do with the third goalie here? Well, the goalies aren't on teams. Goalies can just kick rocks. Oh, okay. So the skaters are all on different teams, and there's one puck or two pucks doesn't matter. But three on three on three, so there's three different teams out there all all trying to score. Really, just cause some confusion. Really confuse the hell out of people. You in? I don't know. <laughs> J- just because. Players already don't want to go all out for the all-star games and the pro bowl because if they get injured, they can lose some money. Yeah. So it's going to be an absolute nightmare. I just think it'd be funny. Yeah, maybe enough. Uh, the skills competition I thought went okay. Uh, it was a little bit interesting when they went outside. So when they did the, the, what is it? The fountain. Yeah. The the fountain face off fountain face off and then also the 21 in 22 or whatever the blackjack game yeah uh, they went outside both times and um Jerry D I think it is the the family feud host in yeah. Canada he was uh doing play-by-play and he was in the ears of the actual players he was bad like yeah, that's what I heard he was chirping the players and legit in the finals. I think it was Roman Yossi versus Zach Wierenski in the, in the fountain faceoff. And Roman Yossi was on his last one and missed it to like do the time and then missed a couple more. And the whole time Jerry's just like, yeah, that, that's, that's just not going to work. Yeah. No. Yeah. You already lost, bud. And that's just not going to work. And to the point where Roman Yossi just stopped doing another shot. He's like, all right, well, I already lost, and this guy's just in my ear, you know. Uh, the one thing I did like, though, is he was chirping, uh, I don't know, Pavelski or one of the guys doing the 21 and 22. Awesome Matthew said, hey, Jerry, why don't you come out here and stand in front of one of these cards? And <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't hear it, actually, but I thought it was absolutely hysterical. I That's know John Dowell, he was watching, and he didn't hear it. but That's great. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I think overall it was just kind of a meh type of skills competition. There was some really cool stuff done by Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras. Both of those guys brought some just exuberance, excitement into the event. Both guys loved being there, so that was a lot of fun. But most of the time, it seemed like players weren't really interested in being there, and it really showed because I wasn't really interested in watching. Yeah, p- players never want to be in these really. The young guys do because it's like, oh, cool experience, then you play in one and you're done because like you just don't care anymore. So, oh, this is really in the big of a deal. But anyway... Uh, the breakaway challenge was skewed because John Hamm uh, showed yep. bias. Um, Joe Pavelski won the blackjack. Casey Masters going to run through these really quick. Don't feel like talking too much about it. Um, Jonathan Huberto ended up winning the, the faceoff. No, Wierenski won the faceoff. Sorry, yep. this is a confusing article. Wierenski won the fa- fountain faceoff. The save streak was Jack Camelon on Javaskolevsky. Uh, uh, they do? Not a big deal. Safely. 
save streak. The other ones only had three or two. And then um, Sebastian Ajo wins actually shooting in under 11 seconds. Pretty impressive. He went um, four for four, from, not, four for four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, so, you know, that's pretty cool. And then harder shot with your headman, 103.2 miles per hour. Not too shabby. And Jordan Cairo won fastest game. Yeah, we don't care about that. So uh, I just forgot to say that's why. <laughs> Larkin and um, Connor McDavid didn't look like they were trying very hard. They probably honest. weren't. Connor McDavid hates his life in, in Edmonton. Yeah. Dylan Larkin's like, I'm, I've been having to carry the load of Detroit Red Wings for the last five years. Let me have some time off, please. It was cool seeing Kyle Connor out there. Yeah, you know. Hometown boy. Yeah, former classmate. So Cool stuff. Um, Happy for him. But yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys thought about the All-Star Weekend, if you guys watched. If you enjoyed it, let us know at the Bolts, at Bolts Broadcast. At Bolts Broadcast. Let us know what you thought of it because uh, Chase didn't see much. I wasn't a fan. So it just seems like every year it's one of those where they try to hype it up. And for people that have been watching the NHL for a long time, they're always like, okay, I might turn it on if I'm not busy, but. It's not going to be something I'm prioritizing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not talk about Brad Marchand and Marcus Foligno both having hearings with, what is it, player safety? Yeah, DOPS department player safety. So, so uh, Marchand's he got an in-person hearing. He should get a decent suspension for pretty much just assaulting Tristan Jari. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if you haven't seen the video, check it out. It, it's going to be... You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see 10 games out of this. I really wouldn't. Uh, it was just a dangerous play. It was uncalled for. It was what's just Marshawn being a piece of shit. That's all it was. <laughs> what's he yeah, doing? That's all it was. Especially because Jari went to the All-Star game, so they're going to protect him a little bit more. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. And then Marcus Foligno, um, you know, uh, you hear in the broadcast, he's, you know, being talked about is, um, you know, this guy who's normally got a good reputation, not doing anything dirty, but just plays a physical game. Can't remember who he was fighting, but whoever the hell he was fighting after Adam fought, Lowry. Adam Lowry, that's right. After um they were done, gave him a little little knee to the head while he was on the ice. Can't do that. I don't I don't know if his is in person mm-hmm. or not. Didn't really say from what I found, but he will have a hearing. I would expect both these guys to be suspended. Marshawn, I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to double digits. Yeah. Nightmare stuff there. Uh finally, Olympic hockey. Yeah, so really, um, a couple things we're gonna touch on real quick. Um we're not too much has gone on for the men, so we're not even really talking about it too much. We'll say that, you know, Russia, they won one nothing uh, to, to start off the games. Other than that, nothing been too crazy other than Denmark getting their first ever Olympic win against the Czech Republic today, 2-1. to one. Um, So not, not too shabby good for them. But really, other than that, the men's haven't gotten, gotten uh, too in-depth in yet, so we are going to worry about the women's for today. Uh, the women's are now moving on to the playoff round. Each team's played their four round-robin games. Uh, coming out of the top of Group A is Team Canada with four wins. Team USA is second at 3-1 and one with their loss to Canada, of course. Then from there, uh, Finland, Russia, <coughs> Russia, excuse me, and Switzerland all went 1-3, and three, but all move on because of their uh, goal differential. From the other pool, Japan wins 2-1-1. Uh, one one. Uh, the one of wins is an overtime win, so really 3-0-1. Oh, then Czech Republic's uh, two one and one with a loss and overtime loss. And then Sweden two and two. That means China and Denmark did not make the playoffs. Uh, nothing too surprising here, really. The problem with women's hockey, honestly, is that right now the other countries outside of the U.S. and Canada just are not even close to being developed. Um, the game's still really trying to sprout in those countries, whereas U.S. and Canada they're so dominant. It's just there's so much talent here that like these other teams can't compete. And it's kind of what we're seeing here. Like Finland, Russia, Switzerland all had negative goal differentials. All went one and three. All still move on just because 
like they didn't have they don't have a chance that you know they can all beat each other but they can't beat Canada or, or uh, the U.S. But right. anyway, I don't remember exactly how the playoffs are gonna work out. I I don't I think there's a there's not any way that the U.S. and Canada like can't play each other before the gold medal game if I remember right. So whoever wins that in the semifinals should pretty much just have the gold medal one. Uh, yeah. So right now I'm looking at the U.S. have a quarterfinal match against the Czech Republic yep. on Thursday, and then Canada. Uh, their quarterfinal match against Sweden on Friday. Yeah. So, and if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, the way it works out is um, they would have to like play each other in the semis. Like it'll be um, you think? Yeah, because they're, they're in the same pool, though, aren't they? So why would the number one and the number two in the same pool have to first each other? Because it's not necessarily cross pool. It's just it reseeds once the playoffs start. I don't know. I don't know. From from what if it reseeds, then they'd still be the top two teams, yeah. No, because like the top seed wins on one. So I guess they'd be number three. So maybe they play Japan, because um, like the the top seed of each pool get, like gets number one and two, then the rest reseeds from there. Mm. So maybe so maybe they play Japan instead. I don't know. I, for some reason, I thought Russia or the U.S. and Canada would have to play each other. But anyway, one of those two teams are going to win gold. I if. Another one does, great, but I really just have a hard time believing. Yeah, and we'll keep you updated on all Olympic hockey. Um, again, it's been a super busy week for us. That's why uh, we had a show pre-recorded for Monday, so we hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, but we will be getting back into it and making sure that we got all this Olympic hockey stuff down for you in the next episode. But that's going to do it for this one. We're going to go to a hockey name of the day, and I don't know how to pronounce that. I guess that's why you had to yeah, I have Google Translate sure. yeah. sound it out for you. Uh, we got Anakat Dodfell. That wasn't too bad. Thank you. Anakit. Like Anakin Skywalker. Like 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 Anakit, this guy here. Oh, okay. Anakit Dadfell. Hmm. Anakit Dadfell, A-N-I-K-E-D-D-H-A-D-P-H-A-L-E. He's a retired former hockey player uh, from Marquette, Michigan, 45 years old right now. Um, you know, the reason I found him is because I was randomly looking through old rosters and, you know, the old pro team, the Macon Whoopi, my, my, one of my mm. favorite hockey names, one of my favorite team names ever. Uh, he played for them in 2001, 2002 before he went overseas. What but league was that in? That is the East Coast Hockey League. Macon Whoopi. Okay. Yeah, so isn't that great? Yeah. It's awesome. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite tour team names ever. But but our, our boy here, uh, Anakit, he played. The University of Notre Dame that played in the East Coast a little bit in the American League, then went overseas, played over in Germany, Italy, Finland before finishing off with a little bit of in France and then one game in Switzerland and then retiring. Who knows what he's up to since then? But that's a fun little career on Anacat. Yeah, now I'm intrigued with making Whoopi. Um, <laughs> now I'm intrigued they, with making Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> they were founded in 1981 in the CHL. Yeah, that? yeah, they were an old CHL team. Nice. All right. Well, who knew that making Whoopi would be so fun? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks so much for coming out, Chase. Hit him with an outro. As always, want to thank you guys for listening. Want to check us out on Patreon Sports there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. Moderate it. Follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod that we get all the content you need between those platforms right there. Um, you know, if you could check out hockey podcast, pod, hockey podcast network.com, find all podcast network there. Mike started the music a little early because I messed up. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'd appreciate that. Wherever listening, raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. Don't forget to use code THPN. DraftKings. There you go. Thanks so much for stopping <laughs> by. We'll talk to you next time.